Hello, Brooklyn. This is the Brooklyn Bite 2. Number 2 on the Brooklyn Bites. If you missed number 1, go back and check it out. It was on, what was it on, Padnam? It was on the PAC Division Pacific, not like the Pacific uh, Rim, not like the Pacific Highway, but the Pacific Division. Featuring the GSW World Defending Champion Warriors. That's right. That's why we started with that one. You gotta start with the best. Start with the defending champs. We previewed that whole division and gave our uh, predictions for it record-wise. But where are man- our manners, Padrew? It's your boy Padnam. Oh, I've never cultivated any. Yeah, is that never. something you need in life? Yeah, I think I think it it is necessary. Oh, I've gotten. It's a necessary yeah. evil, maybe. That's about it. True. Well, I'm Padrew. You're Pod Drew, I'm Pod Nam. This is uh, the Brooklyn Rebound, where we talk a lot of NBA stuff. Net centralized talk as a season ticket holder myself. Drew is also part-time holding tickets. Well, I just get the tickets from you. Yeah, Great. so you for part-time, part of the time you hold the tickets. Are you setting it up like what our whole show is right now on this fight number two? Yeah, because a lot of people may have not listened to anything else. Maybe they just clicked on this to check out what the Central Division is going to be about, because that's what this... Bite is going to be about. Exactly. So we're going to do a little the preview. Defending loser in the finals. Well, Cavaliers, such my a team. Very harsh words. I would say Eastern Conference champions. The maybe. Eastern Conference champions. Yeah. That's why we'll start here in the East. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you are setting things up, even though we're doing a podcast with an RI toward the Nets in general, yep. I myself being from Cleveland, I'm a Cavs fan. And uh, well, look, how are those boys going to be doing this year? Shall we start with them? Let's do it. Let's start with Cleveland. And I'm going to actually, I'm not even going to break you off with some news, but some insight that J.R. Smith refused to give a young Warriors fan his shoes after a preseason game. What is up with that? That's absolutely the right thing to do. He shouldn't give a Warriors fan anything but his backside as he turns around and walks away from him. I was, yeah, why, why would he? If you're a Warriors fan, you're going to ask for something from a Cavalier? No, get the hell out of here. Well, also, J.R. Smith, I saw this. He uh, made a half-court shot uh, for a fan, I assume a Cavs fan, yeah. causing the fan to win 30 grand. So that was cool. Well, I mean, that definitely was cool. So these Cavaliers fit plays first. In the Eastern Conference at 53-29. and 29. That's right, but winning the whole Actually, team. no, second, sorry. They, were they played second behind those Atlanta Hawks. First in their division. Yes. Um, and they lost to the Warriors, obviously, in Game 6. And, uh, you know, it wasn't as fair a fight as it should have been because no Kevin Love, no Kyrie for the uh, finals there. Kevin Love did resign, as I suspected all along that he would, for a nice long-term five-year deal. Irving, of course, was already signed on the deal the, before last season, but he is still hurt coming into the season, and there's some talk that he might not even be back till like around Christmas time, sort of thing. It's looking, it's not looking uh, good for Kyrie's health for right now. I mean, for the start of the season. So, who do we have also in addition? Well, so what do they do then to bring in to give him a little replacement? They brought back our old friend Mo Gotti. Williams. Mo Gotti. Mo Familia. He's going to drop some bodies, Mo Gattias? He'll be back in the queue dropping bodies. So that's, I guess, he'll be starting at point guard uh, to start off the season, it would seem. They also signed comedian Sasha Barra Cohen. Okay, I must have missed that one. Yeah, Sasha uh, Arles. Borat himself. Borat himself uh, actually got signed to the team. A distraction. No, actually it's a center, Turkish center, Sasha Khan. Not Shaka Khan. Right, I believe he was... Drafted by them a couple years ago, but he was over playing overseas. Well, no, you got well, yeah. Or is that not correct? He definitely. I think you're right. But they also ended up 
taking out of big man, which is Brendan Hayward, which was traded to Portland. Yeah, but he never played anyway. No, so they, yeah, they got rid of that um, expiring contract. It, it's mostly the same team as last year. They, they re-signed El Vidova, J.R. Smith. Of course, it's uh, Mozgov, Shumpert, resigned. Uh, Vergeau is back, of course. Now he'll probably get hurt as usual, but the start of the season, we got him. We don't even want to get into the whole Tristan Thompson saga right now. We talked about it on our last, our, probably our last two podcasts. Mm-hmm. Go back for those. But yeah, the only other really person of note they brought in, uh, I guess to replace some of those veterans kind of guys they lost, like Sean Marion and that, uh, Richard Jefferson, now on the Cavaliers. Mr. Richard Jefferson, uh, former Spurs, Bucks, Nets, Brooklyn. Every team. No, I'm never a Brooklyn. Has he ever played him in the Nets? No, he's only been in New Jersey. Oh, uh, yeah, the New Jersey Nets. Of course he did. Yeah. Sorry. Now, with that being said, has his team improved by subtraction, or are they on pace to be back in the finals? Are they favorites? Vegas has them as I mean, favorite. they definitely should be the favorites for to win the Eastern Conference. I don't, I'm don't. i hard-pressed to see anyone picking anyone else. I'm sure someone probably will, but mm-hmm. I think they're, it's, yeah, it's basically the same team. If they can stay healthy and even, it's a little, uh, it might even be better with Mo uh, and Jefferson compared to what they lost. They, and they're going to have another year playing together. David Blatt, second year coaching in the NBA. I expect this team to, at least in the regular season, I don't know, are we doing records individually or wait till we preview all in? Let's, let's just do the previews first and the numbers okay. of the records. We'll, but I, we'll but do I a whole am, prediction. Okay, but I'm so, expecting them to probably have an even better regular season win total this year. Let's that play a little devil's advocate question from the Brooklyn Rebound fans right here. Okay. Exclusive question. Will Kevin Love be an all-NBA or all-star this year? I'm going to say uh, yes to that he will be in the all-star game this year. I think he have a good season, and especially in the first half. Now, he's coming back from the injury as well, but I do expect him to have a good season and probably be an all-star. All-NBA, probably not. I won't go that far. Well, the reason why all-NBA players are picked usually based on the teams being that good and high record. So if the Cavs improve to being undoubtedly the number one team, regular season go for like 65 wins this year, which I think is very capable of. Yeah, 65. That might be a little high, but yeah. Um... Maybe. You think he could be? I think he could. There's no way that Kevin Love was happy with not playing in the playoffs. Also, just being talked about a lot and not talked about in a positive light. You know, not like he's doing great. It's like, why aren't they utilizing Kevin Love? Yeah. With Kyrie Irving being he's out. stop fitting out. Right. So he, with Kyrie Irving being out potentially for the first half of the season, first couple of months maybe, this is a perfect opportunity for Kevin Love to do his thing. And also we don't know what's happening with T-squared as well. Yeah, so maybe with those things the record might not be as high up as we thought because of those factors. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about the Cavs a lot this year since I'm a fan, obviously. So let's move on. Let's go to Chicago. Chicago. Chicago Bulls. Los Bulls have lost Los Señor Rose. I was going to say, how do you say Rose in Espanol? Uh, Should have had that cocked and loaded. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I did. Well, well he's, we've, we talk about Mr. Glasses in our football podcast, Sam Bradford and the mm-hmm. like, but this is uh, the NBA version. Certainly, this guy can't catch a break. What should the NBA do to uh, help... Derrick Rose. Should there be a Kickstarter? Should there be, like, awareness of Derrick Rose's body? I think they need to develop some type of, like, titan or some, I don't know, some type of cyborg, like a robot thing. Okay, okay. To protect him. Yeah. 
turn him into half man, half maybe like a RoboCop situation, but it's Robo Guard. I think that would be helpful. Now that might be cheating, though. If he had special uh, powers, I mean, they, I certainly don't want the Bulls to. Get, sucks for Rose, but on the hand, as a Cavs fan, it's fine. Fine with the Bulls not being up there. Uh, so you don't feel any sympathy for these? I uh, feel sympathy, but I'm just saying. Ultimately, it's not like I want them to overtake my boys in Cleveland. So okay. you know, if it is what it is, they have a fairly similar squad coming back as well. Of course, not the coaching though. Fred Hoiberg coming in first year coaching. Freddie Hoy. Yeah, so we'll see what now. He, I think he might be more of an offensive mindset of a guy. I'm yeah. just, I'm just guessing that based on what they well, I mean, firing Thibodeau is more of a defensive. No, player. he's. I mean, he's kind of the same kind of style. Is he kind of the same? Okay. Right. I mean, offensively, he's probably better, definitely, uh, than Thibodeau. Thibodeau's offense uh, has definitely spurred, but it's mm-hmm. also based on Derrick Rose not being healthy. Jakeem Noah has also had problems. Well, yeah, and and they also ran into problems last year trying to play Noah and Gasol at the same time. That didn't work out all that well. Right, right. Noah had to play the four, which he's not really that great at. His shooting went, went even more downhill last year. And Gasol is just kind of, he has his games where he's like butter, making every shot, draining those uh, those hooks, those elbow uh, ten footers, but then sometimes he just doesn't uh, show up for it, so... It it does it does complicate things. We also have Mike Dunleavy out eight to ten weeks with the oh, injury. They resigned him. They resigned uh, Jimmy Butler, of course. Their big resigning there, who's probably their best player at this point. They still have Kirk Heinrich, who's not very good. So I don't know. This team is kind of, especially with the, the Rose injury as usual and, and everything else, it's kind of static. I feel this team. Yeah. So they last year they played second in the Central and they had a fifty win season. Thirty two. Lost to the Land uh, in the second round. Six games. Yeah, it was a very exciting series. Uh, they've re-signed Jimmy, Mike Dunleavy, and Aaron Brooks. Pau Gasol still on the team. He did a really good year last year. Butler snagged most improved player of the year, also was an all-star. So is this change of the garbage, change of the head coach here going to play a major factor in how the Bulls win this year, or will it be the demise of this team? What do you think? Well, I kind of answered that already when I said that they're kind of, I mean, my opinion is they're kind of static. I don't think it's going to go swing wildly one way or the other. If you're still going to be a playoff team and the East, which isn't as good as the West, of course. Right. And I think that's still going to be the case this year. I mean, they may improve. It, it could go either way with them improving slightly or declining slightly. But either way, I, I still see them being like a 4-5 or five seed in the playoffs, but not having enough to win the championship or take down Cleveland or maybe even some other teams that might creep up. So if you were... So I'm not... Yeah. If you were... Was it Jim Paxson or John, Jim? With the... John uh, GM? Yeah. Pa- John, I believe. Yeah, John. John. Jim played for the Cavs back in the day, right? So, John Paxson himself has gone through choking Vinny Del Negro, firing Tom Thibodeau. There's got to be something going on in, like, the ownership and the GM, because he's been the same guy, and Jerry Reinsdorf as well. So, since the Jordan Bulls, this team has had some kind of success with just Derek Rose getting MVP, but other than that, they haven't been to the finals, right? Do they need a complete overhaul from the top in terms of cultural change? Because it seems like they're just refilling the same kind of coaches. They may, but it's at, at this point we couldn't answer because they, it really depends on how this year goes. We've got to see what's going to happen with Rose if he comes back. 
like all the things we said, basically, if, if it starts going better, they might be all right. If it's going downhill, yeah, maybe they do need to overhaul Rose. I don't know if they should give up on him, but not have him as their centerpiece of the franchise. Right. I think you just keep Jimmy Butler. Like, yeah, I mean, they're not going to give up on him, obviously. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to, what they can do, really. You know, like the great uh, Nazir Jones said, "Destroy and rebuild." Uh, and as a Queens rapper, I think it applies here specifically because Derrick Rose is becoming Penny Hardaway territory to a lot of people right now, uh, if he isn't already there. But he's also an MVP, and, you know, if he can muster up the conditioning and strength to last the whole season, or at least half the season consistently, if this team is kind of playoff borderline, do you destroy the team at halfway or do you wait for the whole year? What do you think? I think, though, because of how the East is, they're going to have to wait the whole year, I think, because even if things start going badly, they they're still, still going to be playoffs. hanging around. So, yeah. Now, speaking of destroy and rebuild, let's talk about this team, uh, Pacers. Because uh, Paul George was destroyed last season, a preseason, or a, not even with the Pacers, but mm-hmm. the World Championships or whatever. Team USA, his leg got destroyed. Now he's being rebuilt as a power forward this year. He's, he's also, not happy about it. He's right? also rating himself 13, PG-13. So he's not rated R. He's getting rated R about this whole decision about PR. Yeah, he might take it to the R level. Yeah. Change his number to 17. He's not, he's not a fan of it. He quoted by him, I don't know if I'm cut out for a four spot. I don't know if this is my position. Defensively, it's rough. It's rough, he added. It's just adjustment because I'm not used to doing some of the things out there. So meaning... You know, he's going to be hefty guarding. There's not a lot of, I mean, let's, for example, let's talk about within this division. Who would he have to guard? Kevin Love, uh, Pau Gasol. On the Pistons, either Drummond at times or some other big, maybe. I forgot who it is. And then there's, lastly, who's the lost division uh, team in here that I'm thinking here? The Bucks. The Bucks. I mean, that's going to be... A crapshoot. Greg Monroe, I guess. Is on yeah, Monroe. We'll talk about them, but... Yeah. But so, this Pacers team... You got a lot of guys named Hill on here, for one thing. It's three players named Hill. That's very important good, to know. It's a good Sol- note. Solomon That's the most Hill, important note. George Hill, and Jordan Hill. And Jordan Hill. Two Hill. starters named Hill. Yeah, so they're they're going for a real small ballish type lineup with that because like their starters are projected to be uh, Paul George, Monte Ellis, George and Jordan Hill. Who they recently Miles added? Turner. Yeah, Monte Ellis. They have CJ Miles off the bench. I mean, they have James Young. They brought in Chase Buttinger. I don't know Lavoy Allen. They, now they still have Frank Vogel coaching, of course. He's one of the better coaches, considered to be one of the better coaches in the NBA. So. Yeah, he's like a type of guy that can make uh, something out of it. Less, does not nothing, but make uh, a mount a meal out of uh, uh, whatever. What are these kind of sayings I'm trying to think of? Make lemonade out of lemons, what have you. He gets more out of his players than another coach. He squeezes them to a pulp. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. They also have big dog son Glenn Robinson. I was going to mention that. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna. Is he a project? It looks like he's a project. It seems like he will be. Yeah. But uh, this, look, this roster is not really impressive to me at it's all. It's not, but you got to factor in coaching, like we said. We get well. I mean, is Paul George going to be all right from his injury? It seems like he can be, but well, who did not they the lose? Position that he wants to be, then that's. I mean, they lost. Uh, you know, David West for one million dollars to um, the Spurs. Yep. I guess that's a big thing, but that's about it. I mean, but obviously this wasn't a. It was a borderline playoff team last year. Ultimately, our Nets. Uh, Managed to with even though with the same record thirty eight and forty four they won on the tiebreaker and got that eight seed and the Pacers were left out but pretty impressive with no um, George last year for Pacers to even be in that position even yeah. though it is the East so but I don't necessarily see this I think it's kind of probably going to be the same well I don't know I think this could possibly be a 
playoff team this year. Still 7-8 seed, but I mean, it's not going to happen if they're not on the same page. I don't know. But I don't think this can. roster is as competitive as it could be to be. Like, Monte Ellis is a good scorer. Paul George, obviously, before he got injured, was one of the top players in the league. And George Hill is inconsistent. I like George Hill. I like him. I'm just, like, they got Christmas from Syracuse drafted. Jordan Hill has always been, like, a... CJ Miles can put up points off the bench. Uh, yeah, but, look, they really don't have anyone in the front court at all. And that's a problem. Defensively, they got rid of also Roy Hibbert. They traded him. I think you mentioned that, right? Yeah, he's on the Lakers, yeah, but I, um, I didn't like him anyway. That's why they're putting Paul George at the four. They literally don't have any front court at all. They're going to have to out-quick people the whole year round now. With Monte Ellis running up the floor, George Hill and Paul George and Ronnie Stuckey, is that going to be something that's going to be exciting? Yeah, people will love to see that, like running gun basketball. But... Will it win games? And uh, and it's not going to shock the, anyone out of the, their boots at all because we saw what happened in the finals. Everyone went small because they could. They had the right talent yeah. to do so. So it's not like they're doing something unconventional. You know, they're, I think they're a lottery team again, unfortunately. And in, when they do acquire, maybe they, there's someone on the books that wants to get traded from a long you know, contract mistake, maybe that's when they make their move because they have a lot of cap space. Okay, for, I mean, right yeah, now. that's a good point. They are going to make moves throughout the season, I would imagine, with that space. So let's go to... Uh, uh, let's do Pistons. Detroit basketball. Now, this is a squad, if we're talking rosters, this is not a roster that I favor, but... Mm. But we, again, coaching to Stan Van Gundy, so... Second year of the, the also, Van Gundy experiment. People like, obviously, even though it goes downhill for him sometimes, and he, he needs the players that will fit into his system and will agree to his style of coaching, but now this there's team, some big, big red flags on this team to me. All right, you mentioned the flags. I'm looking at the green flags, but you mentioned the red flags first. First? Okay, yeah. so... Well, okay, they signed Reggie Jackson to a big deal. Yeah, after acquiring him after the trade deadline last year. Yeah, yeah. from OKC. So mm-hmm. I think they're pretty highly overvaluing Reggie Jackson for the skill and talent level that he actually, I think, has. Another flag to me is Marcus Morris. They brought him over. Mm-hmm. Now, the red flag there is that he's Marcus Morris has never shown any ability to be able to play well when he's not with his brother. It's, it's a brother thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and expecting him to start, I don't necessarily see that going Take well. Take over for drum, uh, for uh, Monroe's spot, Monroe, right? Monroe, yes. Mm-hmm. And then they're also relying on, it looks like, at least as of right now, Ilya Silva to start. Well, Ilya Silva's been nothing but consistent I when he's like healthy. Tomorrow, right? But, well, I don't know. I mean, before his injuries, he was pretty consistent. Since he's come Double-double. back in the past year or two, I don't think he's been as good, so... And then their bench is a whole lot. I mean, Brandon Jennings, I like fine, okay. I mean, yeah. He's a little inconsistent as well. Anthony Tolliver can make some threes. Um, get, I mean, they have Steve Blake. Eh. Uh, Steve Blake's been on everything. Yeah, I don't, this isn't a good match at all. Mm-hmm. I like Andre Drummond a lot, but, but if he's their best player, I don't know if that's going to well, be, this isn't gonna well, be you, a good team. You saved the best for last, Sarah, so let's go flip down the other side. You mentioned a lot of good points and, you know, just really evaluating the team. It's all going to rest on Andre Drummond's shoulders this year. Is he going to be uh, the Dwight Howard 2.0 that Stan Van Gundy's hoping to make him into? One that actually, we already know he could defend the rim, he can block shots. Can he defend consistently in the post? Like, not just stand as help defense, but actually one-on-one yeah. defense. Can yeah, not just blocking shots. He's got to keep people 
out of the paint. Then. Right, exactly. And then also being able to pass to open three-point shooters, he's kind of they're running the same scheme with these shooters here. Steve Blake, uh, you got Caldwell Pope, Reggie Jackson, Brandon Jennings, Jody Meeks. Yeah. Uh, he likes to throw it up. Danny Granger, who was on his third year back, or second year back. Yeah, I didn't even realize he was on the Pistons. Yeah. I didn't have him written down. So. Yeah, so that's definitely a possibility uh, for coming back. But I don't know. I mean, people are writing him off already. Who knows? He's got something to prove. This is a team of misfits that are put together, but they do fit the scheme of what Stan Van Gundy is trying to do with a little Orlando, Ma- a la Orlando Magic 2000. Was it nine? I think two thousand. Yeah. Which year? Against the Lakers when they went to the that finals. Two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's kind of the same makeup of the team. You say Ilya Silva. That's like the Hedu Turkaloo of the team. Uh, I guess. You got Andre Drummond, the Dwight Howard. You got uh, Rashard Lewis as Danny Granger. I mean, they basically have a this lot. This is of, like a poor man's version of all exactly. Those players. But in the, in the Eastern Conference, that's not as competitive. There's only t- like maybe two teams that are really top notch. Maybe three. We already mentioned the Cavs being one of them. Who's the poor man's? Jameer Nelson, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Well, I guess it would be Jody Meeks. Is, uh, I think poor, it's poor man's Jameer Nelson. I think it. I think two thousand eight and nine. Well, if you're talking about like getting paid like Jameer Nelson when he was, I think it's Reggie Jackson. Well, yeah, but Caldwell Pope is too big for that. It could be Jody Meeks. Well, he's too. playing the two Caldwell Pope, right? Yeah, he's a he's a shooting guard. Yeah. Okay. So. He's a good defender, though. Really good defender. He actually, second year. He actually had 12 points. He had a good year last year, 12 He's points okay. again. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to rely a lot on these younger guys. All right, well, I want to do these totals, but obviously we have one more team to go. There's our old friend Jason Kidd's squad. Yes, J. Kidd's second year with the Bucks. Oh, he didn't go to a new team this year and get another better deal. He, he decided that, you know... A team that'll give him more leeway. Just to hang out and stay where he is, right? They're making history, these books. Most important news, they have the first alternate court in the NBA, meaning they're going to have... What does that mean? That means they're going to have two setups for a court in terms of what it looks like. So on any given night, home game, they could have a different looking court entirely? Mm -hmm. Yep, to throw their opponents off. One still probably has a big deer on it. Mm -hmm. What is the other one going to have? A jersey. Jersey. How is that going to throw the opponents off? They um, need to distract them looking at the floor or something? Always. Well, it's an interesting, a bold strategy, Bucks. I don't know if it's going to pay off for you <laughs> as you think it will, but this is a team that I kind of like. They have a lot of depth here at the guard spot. My concerns are definitely they're big men right now. Well, so off the bat, we got to talk to Jabari Parker, right? Yeah. He was looking good last year in his rookie campaign. Everyone thought he'd be a rookie of the year type of guy, mm-hmm. right? For the NBA. Then mm-hmm. he gets hurt, ACL, right? What was it, ACL? Mm-hmm. Um, only a couple weeks into the season. So if he's back healthy, stays healthy this year, and uh, plays up to what people think he will be able to do, what he was showing before his injury, this was already a sixth seed in the East last year, with basically without Jabari, so... If they get good production out of him, this could be even higher. And then they did add, I forgot about the Monroe ad for a second there. They brought him in, which I'm not a huge fan of, but, eh, I mean, he, if he can play decent, you know, he, he what they need from him is just production in the paint. Like, he's got to make those little chip shots down there. He's got to play good defense and try to block some shots. I mean, I think defensively struggled a bit in the past, but if he can get it together, that's really all they need from him. They don't need him to put in, like, a ton no. of production. No. They got the Greek Freak, uh, Michael Carter-Williams. Like, those guys are going to score. 
And they got... Chris Middleton, who I think is pretty decent. So. Well, he was consistent. He was making all his yeah. open shots. He's got a quick release. Kind of like Michael Rudd, former Buck himself. Uh, former Buck guy as well. Yeah. Uh, Gravis Vasquez was added to this team yeah, this I like year. Vasquez. Good backup point guard stud. He's um, gone... And his career has gone in and out from, like, how much playing time he gets. But if he can kind of carve a spot in on this team and get some decent playing time, I, I don't well, mind Well, he's got, he's got a personality that may rub coaches the wrong way. So that's why he's always been, like... Up and down. Mike Carter Williams was required end of the year last year, so he's getting into his groove. Right, he's he's fine at, at point guard. Uh, Jared Bayless. You got Chris Copeland, who is probably not going to be hanging out in New York City again this year. Hopefully, well, he's going to have to come at some point. Yeah, for the Nets, Knicks uh, and Nets games. And then you got John Henson signed to a four-year contract. So, what do you think of these? Well, what about you? Didn't even mention your. Your old boy, well, not your old boy, but your old boy's brother, Miles Plumley, on the squad as well. I did not. I did not on purpose because he's the lesser Plumley. What do you think with the these bucks, though? Are they going to be able and to? And do we even mention OJ Mayo either? Uh, we don't need to because it, okay, unlike, he's probably it. overweight by it by now. I think, like kind of like I said, I think this is going to be a pretty decent team, and I yeah. think they're going to. They, I don't think they have a chance to win the East, but I think they have a chance to compete for that three, four, five kind of uh, area. Do you disagree? You're really jumping on in these bucks. Uh, I'm a little high on them. Maybe, yeah. maybe too high, but... I think you're a little high in general on them. No, realistically... With frequently, I'm a little high in general. Yes. These bucks, they're an exciting team. There's no uh, there's no doubt about it. They have a lot of talent. But this is going to all depend now on J. Kidd. Pressure's on him. I guess that's kind of... A, I'm conf- a little more confident on him seeing what he did last year, so... Yeah. So can he make make these parts work again for year two and year three of his coaching career? Can he actually draw plays? We don't know. There's never been any proof of this. Well, how many cups will he spill? Will he also ask for a trade by game one of the preseason? Over under on that, I'm going to go over that he'll make it past one game without asking for a trade. Okay, good for him. So let's go records then to wrap this thing up. So last year the Bucks were an even 41 and 41. What do you see this year for them? I'm going to go with the Bucks being uh, 45 and 37. Okay. I'm going to have them improving even higher. I'm going to... Yeah, maybe I'm too high, but as of right now, I'm going to put them in at 48 and uh, 30. I guess, what would that be, 34? Yeah. Okay. And how about my Cavaliers? Your Cavaliers, I do expect them going to a 60 win mark this year. I'm going to say 62 and whatever the difference is because I can't think right now. Okay, that would be 62 and 20. 20, yeah. You know what? Honestly, I like that exact same number. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say 62 and 20 myself. All right. The Bulls? Bulls, uh, what did they finish at last year? They finished last year 50 and 32. Okay. They're going to drop a little bit. Not too much, though. 48 and 30. No, sorry, 40. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to almost... 48 and 30. That's not many games. No, that's, that's 78 games. So it's got to be 48 and, 30 games. and 34. 48 and 34. Yeah. I'm going to say 49, one game decrease, and mm-hmm. uh, 33. All right. Pistons. And Detroit themselves, they were at what, 30-something? Last year they came in at uh, 32 and 50. Uh, they're going to go 40 and 42. Okay, I don't agree. I'm going to keep them around the same number. I'm actually going to put them at 31 and uh, 51. Yeah, well, at least Van Gundy's getting paid, so I'm sure he's happy about and that. And then let's finish with those Pacers. Pacers, they were at a dismal... 30 and 44 they were last. They're not dismal. It was around... For the East, that's around playoff contention. I'm going to keep them at the same number. 
All right, I'm going to say they improved by two games, and I'm going to put them at 40 and 42. So how that shakes out, I would have it finishing Cavs, Bulls, Bucks. Only one game separating my Bulls and Bucks records, though. Pacers and a Pistons well and last. And uh, I believe you, well, I didn't write yours down, but you would come out about the same. Yeah. I have. I'm a little more lower on the Bucks. Well, you are on the Bucks in terms of record. So I have the Bulls above them, just like you do, though. Okay. So, yeah, let's see how that plays out with the Central Division. Obviously, you'll probably get a little bit more updates throughout the NBA season with Padre being a Cavaliers fan. But don't worry. As I said, we'll nip it in the butt when it needs to be nipped. And let's nip this one in the butt. That's it. Boom.